This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is Kathy Joe. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. It's it's a beautiful day out. It's a day, couple days after uh, uh, daylight savings time started or ended, one of those two, <laughs> so it's still light, so that always makes me happy. Yeah, I'm st- my body's still trying to get used to uh, yeah. the loss of the hour. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, I never set an alarm in the morning, and I was, I was late to work on Monday just because I didn't wake up. Um, so you are a friend of Michelle. I am. Uh, Michelle was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and uh, how, did, how did you meet her? I actually met Michelle through Mac. Um, there's a Celebrate Recovery that Mac uh, hosts, and so that's, we, we met there. She's a wonderful, wonderful girl. Um, we've gotten very close, um, so I'm, I was surprised and blessed when she um asked me to put me in contact with you yes i appreciate that she is she's been a big help and is is a is a good supporter of my ministry and uh um, look forward to doing some more things with her so do you go to mac do you go i currently am going to cornerstone uh it's in Bowie. okay uh it's a great church it's a big church bigger than what i'm used to going to but i love the pastor um and it's been my home since last summer. Oh, nice. I, I don't think I've been there. I, I know I've heard of it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think one of my friends used to go there for a while. He's since moved away. Um, yeah, but... it's, it's actually close to Crofton. So it's like almost on the border of Bowie and Crofton. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know the area still <laughs> that well. I've, um, we moved to Maryland five years ago, so I'm still trying to... I still use my GPS. So. <laughs> Get around here. Yeah, I mean, you... You you have a beautiful house here, Thank and you. Uh, you you live in a uh, a neighborhood that I am I'm jealous of. Oh I, no! <laughs> I live up in Glen Burnie, where I feel like there's people completely on top of me. We and I've we looked in Glen Burnie, so I know exactly what you're talking about. The older I the older I got, the the more that I'm like I just want land yeah, somewhere, a little bit of space. Want to get away somewhere, you know? I want to I want to go out in my backyard and not see my neighbors, right. you know? So yeah. um, if my neighbors listen to this, nothing against you guys. <laughs> So no, I, but you know, I just, I, I really, you know, I, I was a city boy. I, I sure. grew up in, I grew up in the city. I, I, I always joke around with people. I grew up hitchhiking down the Fells Point, wow. you know, um, you know, and, uh, trying to skateboard and, and, you oh, know, wow. do that city stuff back then. <laughs> so totally different Far time. more daring than me. <laughs> yes. Totally different time. Totally different era. Um, so we are, uh, we here at Amazed by God like to get stories of testimonies. For me, when I became a Christian at 14, testimonies helped propel my faith to a level that I couldn't imagine because I thought if God could do it for them, he can definitely do it for me. So that right. when trials hit uh, through those, those rough high school years, I knew God was there. And we don't have an opportunity to tell our testimony anymore. Right. We don't have an opportunity to kind of share with everybody. So 
the internet gives us the ability that we can just share uh, testimonies. Yeah. So I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life? Uh, that's a it's a big question. Um, there, God has really done so much uh, for me personally and my family. Um, I I accepted the Lord into my life uh, when I was a little, very little girl. Um, I was about six years old. My my uncle started bringing my my brother and I to church. And I remember immediately falling in love with this this man named Jesus who died on the cross for me, and it just that that blew my mind that somebody would love me that much, um, and that I had a Father in heaven that um, loved me, and so that that amazed me, and I was fully completely in love with Jesus at the age of of six, and I started going to church faithfully with my aunt, my uncle. Um, and that continued into my teenage years. Um, I was a part of the youth group. Um, at, at that point, my parents, um, who also started going to church, um, we, had, we had moved and we didn't really find a church to really go back to. So as a young teenager, I didn't really, you know, we kind of follow our parents. Yeah, you, you know? kind of got lost. So, right. You got lost in the, the so, weeds there. Right. So um, at that point, we were we were not really going to church. I kind of lost, I, didn't, I never lost my faith or knowledge of God, but um, I wasn't moving forward uh, with him either. So, um, but I never, I never let go of who God was to me. Um, I did get, um, involved in some things that I shouldn't have gotten involved in, in high school, uh, in junior high and high school. Um, uh, a lot of, some of it was, was, uh, drinking and was involved with drinking. Um, alcohol had just always been a part of my life. It was always in my house. Um, so I didn't really think anything of it as a teenager. Certainly, as a young adult, I, I didn't think much of it at all. It was just, it was normal for me yeah. to be around it. And that's the way a lot of people are. A lot of people just have that, yeah. you know, um, have that there. I, you know, I before I got saved and 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 stuff. You know, I used to steal my my mom's alcohol all the time. You yes, know? And right. And she'd be like, "Why is the vodka freezing?" Exactly. You got to make that level with the right. water. So- <laughs> Right, which I actually did that, you know, but the, they fill it up the, the line. You yeah. don't want to, you know, go below that line. Um, so uh, that the alcohol, it, uh, I, I am a recovering alcoholic and, and recovered um, prescription drug addict. Um, that is part of my, it's a small part of my story. Um, it followed me into my adult years after I got married Um my husband and I just, you know, would casually drink uh, during dinners. But for me, um, for me, it, it took a, a step further. Um, and I didn't even realize that it was happening. Um, at, when my, my son was, was born, he was about uh, a year old, I started going back to church as an adult. And I rededicated my life to the Lord then. Um, but it wasn't, I wasn't really all in. I was just, I was going really for my son's sake. I really thought that, I don't know, I was convicted for my son's sake that he needed to be in church. So um, when I started, I, I started going and I was getting involved in different things, but my, my 
my, the intake of my, my drinking at home never stopped. Um, and my daughter was born um, th- uh, three years after my son. And again, the, the drinking just kept continuing. And I realized at one point, now I'm looking back, that um, it really took a hold on me um, because I was, I was depressed. I was not happy. I, was, I found myself, um, my, my marriage wasn't great. You know, every marriage goes through their issues, their problems. Um, unfortunately, ours, we, we went through our fair share of, of problems. And um, it really almost broke us. Um, and because of that, um, I, I, I also, you know, a lifetime of rejection, a lifetime of hurt, you know, going all the way back from when I was a little girl. Um, I really got to the place where I just needed to start covering things up, you know. And I, although I went back to church, I really wasn't serious. Um, and at one point, I remember just feeling, what was the point of me going mm-hmm. if, I'm not, if I'm not really taking this seriously? Um, in 2010, I was uh, in, a, in a car accident that uh, really pretty much destroyed my life. Um, I had neck injury and, and lower back injury. I was in a wheelchair. Um, and outside of the home, I had to be in a wheelchair. Inside the home, I was u- able to use a cane. Um, but I, I would, I was, the, the doctors told me I would never be the same. This was my new normal. Um, the life I knew before was gone. Um, and that really put me into a very deep and dark place, a very deep depression that was extremely hard for me to break out of. Um, everything that I could do before, I found myself not being able to do anymore. I, I couldn't be a good wife. I couldn't be a good mother. I, could, I couldn't take care of myself let alone take care of a house, take care of my children, take care of my husband. Um, and being confined to a wheelchair, you know, this was, this was my new life. It was strange. It was hurtful. Um, I was embarrassed. Um, and I, again, being so wrapped up in my depression, I didn't think twice about how much I was drinking. I didn't think twice of how much, um, the drugs that I was, that they put me on were pretty heavy duty drugs and I wound up, um, abusing them. Um, all I really wanted was to be numb. All mm-hmm. I really wanted was to escape. Um, they were your mask. They were my mask. I, I wore them like a veil and I lived under that veil for, um, of four long years. Um, it escalated my drinking and the uh, prescription drug abuse escalated um, to the point where I pushed everybody out of my life. Um, my kids, my husband, my mother, my aunts, my uncles, everybody, friends. I was, I just wanted to be completely alone. Um, my son left home. He couldn't deal with my drinking anymore. Uh, my husband had taken a job here in Maryland. Um, we were living in New York at that time. And uh, when he moved here, um, I, f- I f- found it as a relief 
because it was just one more person that I didn't have standing over me or watching my every move. I had, it was a little, I felt a little freedom from, um, that, that one other person in the house. Although, um, I, you know, it hurt me that he left. Um, it was for a job, but at the same time, I was glad that he was gone. Um, because it just, I, I didn't want to be reminded of any more pain. Yeah. Um, my daughter, um, she, she stuck around. She didn't move. She did not leave my side. I don't know why, because I was not a very nice person at this time. Um, I was angry. Um, I didn't want I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to be around anybody. Um, and I got to the place where I, I, I could not take care of myself. And my daughter was the one that took care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I couldn't find myself to my bed, she would carry me to my bed. When I couldn't find myself to the bathroom, she would carry me to the bathroom. Um, she became my nurse. Um, and it even, even if that meant feeding me my, my drugs because I couldn't do it for myself. And if I didn't take those drugs, I started going through withdrawal. Yeah. So she was sort of feeding me what I needed. She, you know, and she was very young at the time. She was about uh, 18 years old. Um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be in that situation. You know, I, I've had family that I knew was struggling. I knew a family that was hurting and, and it's, you know, from the, from the other side, you know, looking up, it's, it's hard. And, and, you know, you just gotta, you know, from our side, we got to push through, you know, from, from your side, you're, you're trying to push people away. Right. And, um, and she was trying to push through. She was, and I, I see it now. I didn't see it then. All I saw was myself. All I saw was um, my pain, my hurt. You know, I didn't feel anybody could understand what I was going through. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I say this all the time. I, I lived under a veil of me, my, and I, and all I could see was myself. I didn't, I didn't care to see what, what I was doing to my family. Satan's biggest thing is to get us to think about ourselves. Right. And so the biggest, the biggest part of this is when I decided to push God away um, and I separated myself from God, that's when things really started going sideways. Um, and it was from that point of separating myself from God, separating myself from my family, isolating myself from, from everything and everybody that's really when this uh, um, depression and the anxiety and the panic and the, the alcohol and the drug addiction really took its, uh, reared its, its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it got to the point where it was from the morning into the very evening. I mean, it was just, this was my day of drinking, drug taking all through my days. And my daughter was, again, my nurse. She, I didn't know this until after the fact that she stopped going to school because she didn't want to leave my side. Mm-hmm. I did not know that she uh, had dropped her, everything that she wa- was doing, everything that she wanted to do for me. Um, it really came to a head when 
there was a one morning where my daughter found me in my bed, um, unconscious and unresponsive. Um, and she called 911, the ambulance came, they brought me to the hospital. Um, the doctors did not have a good prognosis. Now, I, from this point, I can only tell you what's been told to me because I, I was you unconscious. I, yeah. I really was not there. Um, so basically, the doctors were telling my daughter that um, the abuse that I had put my body through, uh, through the alcohol, through the, um, through the drug taking, um, through the stress of just life, uh, mm -hmm. the, the emotional stress and the physical stress, uh, really my body, my body was giving up and it was really, my body was just following suit where my mind was. My mind was already there. My mind was already, I'm done. Yeah. You know, every morning, every night I would go to bed thinking I didn't care if I woke up the next morning. I mean, that's, that's how far I, I had gone. I didn't care about life. I was done. I, I had checked out Yeah. completely. I was done. And that it hurts me to even, you know, think that that's the place I was at because I don't, you know, it hurts, it hurt my daughter and I don't, you know, and thank God, thank God that we have a restored relationship. So at the hospital, when the doctors were discovering that um, my body was shutting down, they didn't know what was going to go first. Was it going to be my heart? Was it going to be my kidneys, my liver? What was going to go? Mm -hmm. um, they admitted me. And uh, my daughter was saying that, you know, the doctors were coming in, taking tests after tests after tests. Um, it really was a a very stressful time for her because she didn't know what to expect. She did, according to the doctors, she was losing her mother. Mm -hmm. She had lost her mother a year or two before this because of the alcohol and the drugs. But now she was physically losing her mother. Yeah. And it was very difficult for her to even watch this. She had called my husband. My husband drove up from, from Maryland and got there, um, in time for, again, the doctors to tell him that, you know, pre be prepared because this is going to happen. And we're sorry that there's nothing that we can do. Um, but God had a different plan, um, which I really, to, still to this day, <laughs> I shake my head and in and, and, and disbelief. God really loves me that much. Um, it About a day or two into... Uh, this unconscious state, I started coming, I started waking up, I started coming too. But the doctors, even though I started waking up, the doctors were not uh, confident that it still wasn't going to happen, that my body was, was not going to shut down. They were not, they were not, I was not out of the woods. Yeah. Okay. Um, into day three, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more awake. I'm, I'm able to have conversation. I'm, I'm able to talk, uh, you know, in full sentences and, and have food. And, um, now they, now the story was changing a little bit. Now, now something looked different. Um, the blood work was coming back different. What they were seeing was different. It, it just, it had taken a shift. And, um, I, 
I really believe that God saw me and decided, I don't know why, he spoke life that that moment at the hospital, he looked at me and spoke life. He had a purpose for me. He did, he chose that there was, there was a reason why I was, he changed the narrative for me. Yeah. There's a reason why you're still here. There's a reason why I'm here. Um, the day I left the hospital, I not only, um, I was not only off my drugs without the alcohol, but I walked out of the hospital without a cane, without a wheelchair. And how long had it been since you did that? Four years. Four years. Wow. Four years. Um, I was weak. Yes, I was very weak. I was malnourished. I was uh, 98 pounds soaking wet. Um, I was a, a very, a, not a picture of health, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. However, God saw something and God did something miraculous. The doctors could not explain what happened. All they kept saying was uh, that there was a miracle here. God had stepped in. They couldn't understand it. They've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. They kept saying that over and over again. I had doctors coming up to see me from uh, the uh, the emergency room. I mean, excuse me. Um, yes, the, the emergency room. Sorry, the emergency <laughs> room. Um, the doctors that initially saw me. Initially, yeah. They, came, yeah they, they wanted to see the transformation. Right. Yeah. And so it just it just blew doctors away. They, they could not explain. They could not medically explain how this happened. Mm-hmm. I got home that afternoon. And the reality of everything really hit me hard. Um, that I almost lost my life. That I'm 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 home. I'm alive. My husband is here. Um, I I knelt at the at the side of my bed and I wept like I have never wept before in my life. I I mean cried ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I asked God to please forgive me. And I asked God to come back into my life, come back into my heart, and to change me and to bring me into a, a closer relationship with him. I, I knew at that point I needed him. There were a lot of things that I didn't know a lot about. I didn't know what was next for me. I didn't know what my journey was then going to be like. But I knew that I didn't want what I had just left. Mm-hmm. I did not want that life. I did not want to be shackled to drugs. I did not want to be shackled to alcohol anymore. Um, I saw clearly how those things brought me to a very, uh, ugly place. Yeah. Um, and I, and I realized for the first time, really the, the, uh, immense love of God I thought I knew it before. I really did. I thought I knew God's love before. I have, I have learned so many things in the last five. I've been five years uh, clean and sober, um, and over the last five years, I have learned the love of God, His mercy, His grace, like never before. Um, I'm seeing it with brand new eyes. I'm I'm seeing it with a brand new heart. Um, my there's a pastor in New York um, that would say there's no pit so deep that God's love still can't go deeper still. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that I was in a very dark, deep pit. And that's God found me at the lowest of my low, the end of myself. And he saved me from myself. I was on a road of self-destruction. And he saved me from, um, from death, really. Um, and, I, and I really questioned why. Why me? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what did you see in me that was so special? Because I didn't see anything special about me. Um, you know, I, I, I was battled, uh, for a long time, uh, depression, anxiety. I, I battled feeling worthless, um, you know, all my life, uh, rejection. Um, it was just, a, I, nothing was easy. You know, I didn't, it was not an easy childhood. It was not an easy teenage years. It was just not, not easy. I, I, especially my teenage years, rejection, rejection, rejection into my marriage, rejection, rejection, rejection. And it was very hard to get past that. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I'm meeting God in a place where I know that I'm not going to be rejected ever again. God is showing himself to me in a way that I've never seen him before. He's, in the last five years, proven that he loves me, is never going to leave me, He's never going to hurt me. He's never, he's, he's always going to be right there. Yeah. He's, it's just, it's an amazing feeling to feel that God, when we realize that God's close, God's there, we, we, we get so trapped up in ourselves and what other people say about us and how we look and, you know, want to have the nice things and, you know, right. and, and everything else. And then, you know, that, that idea of, of being filled with rejection. I think we all are. I don't, I don't think everybody gets that feeling. And then when you come to understand who God is, it's, it's, you know, it just, it blows your mind to think of that sometimes. It has completely blown my mind. Um, I've, this is a love that I just don't understand. It's, it's, his love is wide. It's deep. It's, um, there's no, there's no end to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, there's been a, a few things in, since my sobriety that um, has really, really um, meant so much to me. Things that I've heard all my life, you know, as, as a Christian in, in, in church, um, that, the story of the, the shepherd that left the 99 sheep to find, to the, find one. the one. Mm. And I realized I was the one. I was the one that um, God left for me. Mm-hmm. He sought me out. And found me at that hospital bed, and that that blows that blows and my he's mind. He's the only one that could have did it, right? And mm-hmm. and I would not be here because without him, I would not be here without him. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, my story may involve me, but it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. This is totally a God story. Mm-hmm. This is this is a redemption story. So after I got out of the hospital. So it didn't, God's healing did not stop with me and my sobriety or the fact that I can walk now um, without the assistance of a cane or a wheelchair. Um, God has so completely restored relationships between my son and I, my daughter and I, my husband and I. This is the best five years of marriage that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. God has so totally turned our marriage around. Uh, we're, what was then broken is now completely restored and stronger 
mm-hmm. than ever before. One of the most amazing things about God, um, I, I think about how he created our bodies. When we break a bone and, and that bone heals, that bone is stronger mm-hmm. than its original state after it's healed. And that, that just blows my mind because isn't that how God does things? When he heals something, he heals it completely stronger mm-hmm. than it ever was same with when he breaks us there's a reason right. he's there's doing a it. reason there is a reason we got to come back right yep. and and so i i just am i am overwhelmed with gratitude i i don't think a day has gone by of the last five years that i haven't woken up and saying oh my god thank you this is this is amazing you are amazing that you've brought me to this place um I'm I'm completely humbled by his um, his depth of love for his children. Um, his and it's not just his depth of, lo- of love; it's how forgiving he is. I I left him, <laughs> and he chased you. And he right, and he never stopped chasing after me. Mm-hmm. He never stopped, and isn't that that kind of love blows my mind? Um, that we, I thought I was, I had, I really thought I had gone so far that I was unreachable, that God had just, you know what, just go. Yeah. But no, that's not who our God is. And I'm so grateful for his forgiveness. And, um, my son who was living in Florida, um, a couple of years ago decided to move to Maryland where we were. So God is completely um, rearranged our family. Um, our family dynamic has completely changed, restored relationships all around. The the relationship to my mother and I is completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, there isn't, there isn't a single part of this that is the same. When God came in and he touched and he restored and he breathed life back into not just me, my whole family, he totally rearranged everything. Uh, I, I look at it sort of like a, an interception. Mm-hmm. He inter- intercepts, he intercepted a, a, what the enemy meant to, to harm. He meant for good. God, God has turned yeah. around for good. He, he's the God of, of restoration. Uh, that was the, actually the name of the church that I planted was mm-hmm. restoration. Uh, because, because we see that all around. We see restoration all around. Yeah. And, you know, you, you seem to be walking fine. You seem to have, I, right. you don't, it's, I don't know any side effects, you know, but you know, you don't, you're not using a cane or anything else. And your daughter is actually sitting here in the room as well too. So I see there was a lot of, a lot of physical restoration, you know, and you know, with we're talking about your son and you would not, you would else. not have recognized me before. Um, not only, you know, wheelchair, yes, cane, yes, but angry. Yeah. I was just very, I was a very angry, angry person. That's what happens when we get selfish. And, and right. And, and, um, and I just, I'm, again, I, I can't stop thanking God for the restoration in my family. Because even though with all those, that anger and all that resentment and all of those, wor- those angry words that were used, mm-hmm. God was able to break through that and bring family back together and restore it to a place it's never been. And, you know, it's, it really is a testament to what God can do. If God could do this for me, he can and he will do it for other, yep. other people. Whether you're, whether you're 14 or 65 or 99, it doesn't matter. God can step in and totally rearrange 
and change everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not dead, he still has a plan. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's the way it works. <laughs> right. And so now that's been my question is, God, okay, you, why? You brought me to this place. You've, you've stepped in. You've, um, you've completely changed the, the narrative of, of my life, but why? So uh, that's, I've, I've been writing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel that he's pointing me in a direction of, of writing my story into a, into a, a novel, into okay. a book. So I've been working on that. Um, and it's been a process because the healing process, um, you know, it takes a while. It takes a while to heal. Yeah. You know, those, those emotions that I had to, you know, those raw emotions that I was trying to hide from, over the last five years, I've had to face without alcohol, without drugs, with no hiding. I've had to, you know, come up against a lot of um, things from my past um, and, he- and face them head on, afraid, but not in fear. See, there's a difference between being afraid and being fearful. Mm-hmm. Being afraid, you can still, you, you will still move forward with God being afraid. But fear is from the enemy. Fear will stop you in your tracks. Fear will keep you uh, back. It will it will prevent you from moving forward. Um, so I've been taking one step at a time, uh, one day at a time. Sometimes afraid, but that's okay because I know God is with me, and He's never going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my my favorite Psalms is yeah, well, Psalms. We 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 end with with a couple questions here. So yeah. you have a Psalm you'd like I to do. tell, Psalms, tell us about? Psalms twenty three is my most favorite Psalm. Um, and it, and it really, it talks about, um, it, it's well known. A lot of people know Psalms 23. Um, but my favorite part in, in it is, uh, though I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. And through, through my sobriety, through, through the last five years, I felt like I have walked through this valley of shadows, this valley of death that is a constant reminder of my past. But God is saying to me, Fear, do not fear. I'm with you. He is my, my light and my life, and he walks with me through the valley. And God says it in, this, in the Psalms. He walks with you through the valley. It doesn't matter what is around you because he's with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it, it has definitely spoken volumes to me in the last five years. Um, I, I repeat that Psalms a lot. Well, that's, that's awesome. We also ask and like to see... Uh, that music touches our soul. Music kind of moves us. Yes. Uh, I ask for people just to kind of share a song or so, um, Christian or non, just something that has touched you in your life. Um, definitely so music in the last five years has gotten me through a lot. Um, and so the two artists that I have loved um, is Carrie Job and one of her songs, um, This Is My Beloved. And I love this song so much because... It taught me uh, to just be still. When if you really listen to this song, it really is God speaking to you, and it it, it you know he he is um, he's speaking to how much he he wants you just to be be still and be quiet and be with him and just be under his wing, and he's going to bring you peace. So this song really just taught me to be still in him. And who was that again, real quick? Carrie Job. Um, the song is This Is My Beloved. Okay. And the second one is Lauren Daigle. 
I love Lauren Daigle. Um, she has actually two, two, two songs. The first one is um, How Can It Be, which is a very special song for me. But of the most recent days, um, Still Rolling Stones by Lauren okay. Daigle. Yeah, I think I listened to that uh, on the way here. <laughs> now, if you really take the time to listen to the words of that song, this, is, this, this song is really my life. Um, it talks about, you know, was ready to for the grave. Yep. And and but it's you know still, God is still rolling he's stones. He's still moving it. He's still going there. <laughs> and so. so I really love that song. It really ministered a lot to me. Um, and so that's these are very special songs. Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, so go and listen to those. And uh, for thank you first off for thank for you Mark. coming so much. And you know if there's anything ever anything else that you would like to do or like to share. I'm uh, pretty sure we would love to hear that and hear Thank that as you. well, too. So uh, for uh, Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, this is Mark Stitchin, and we'll see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.